Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. What's happening, Derek? Oh, this and that. Same old, same old. Yeah. Had a fun drive here in the uh, bad weather. We've had snow. We've had minus, I think it was minus 24. Then it started warming up, and then it started raining, and then it got up to plus six. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah, we've had everything. Just waiting for the thunder and lightning to start, and then we'll be good. And then there's a tornado scheduled for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, minus 24 one day and then going up to plus six the next. That's, that's ridiculous. The walkway from work to my car has a concrete barrier on one side, and the whole parking lot kind of leans towards that concrete barrier. Concrete barrier normally water flows under it, but not when there's snow packed against it. Right. So I was walking in about four inches of water. So I That's awesome. <laughs> I jumped off the sidewalk into the uh, snow, and the, the snow was about four or five inches deep, and about you know, as soon as you broke through the surface of the snow, it was all water. All so water. So I was, again, it was in like four inches of water. It's like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, our driveway is all flooded. Yeah, it was it's, a little slippery. Yeah, yeah, we I had we, trouble walking up it tonight. Well, we it, it froze the other day. Yeah, so we were waiting for the rain to help melt it a bit, and no, it didn't. So <laughs> we got got some of it scraped off, and some of it not scraped off, and everything's like I say starting to freeze now. So you know when it starts raining, everything turns water, and then uh, when it starts to get colder, it starts to freeze. Good times had by all. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, your parked vehicle slides out into the road. Yeah, been there, done that. No. <laughs> I just hate having to scratch it all off. Yeah. This morning I got up, the, everything was covered in snow, and it was wet snow coming down. Oh, yeah. So you're sitting there, and you're all <laughs> nice and ready for work, and then you got to go sweep off the vehicle. And, of course, you know, your wife's vehicle is there. She's leaving about a half hour after you, so you sweep hers off. Alrighty, everything's good. Your vehicle's all warmed up. You jump in and your beard is absolutely <laughs> soaked and dripping water. I didn't have that problem. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I was doing some research here, kind of uh-huh. kind of annoyed. Okay. Uh, we try to cover a lot of things here. And I noticed that the 2019 ICF Canoe Freestyle uh, World yes. Championships... Yeah. They're making a big deal. The 29th of June to the 6th of July are coming to Sort Spain, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But what grabbed my attention is for the first time, the ICF Canoe Freestyle World Championship comes to Sort in Spain. And what an occasion it will be. Sort is the home of the world's first ever freestyle kayaking stadium. So, yeah, they were going to create a new stadium. Yeah, we're... We were looking at that. We were trying to find details on that. So what did, what did you find, Sean? What did Nothing. you find? <laughs> I found the, uh, this, the <clears throat> quote, stadium used in the Barcelona Olympics. Yeah. But which that's, is like a couple hours away. That's not the one that was supposed to start. They, they said they were going to start building it because it was mostly recreating a stadium around the current water park. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we couldn't find any construction photos. We couldn't kind of find it. All there's a few brief messages on canoe icf webpage and uh but there's nothing to find other than that there's no pictures there's no nothing i'm thinking it was a failed construction bit it was uh i don't know i'd I'd like to see like i say i mean 
if, if we did, we did the Google map thing. So where you can go right down, zoom right in on the yeah. town and you just follow the road. Yeah. Like as if you were driving, right? The Google car thing. And we saw the slalom course. And we course. saw the slalom course with yeah. all the, the gates, where the gates are and yeah. stuff like that. I didn't even see anything remote that would look like a stadium, a stadium of or any anything. Sort. And then, of course, you know, I mean, it, they're not necessarily current Google Map pictures. Yeah. But even still, when you're going to the the map and you zoom in on the, not the satellite view map, but the regular road map looking one. Yeah. And it lists all the different businesses and stuff like that. There's nothing even close to saying anything about a stadium or anything like that. There is one that's about an hour away. Uh, yeah. But that's not. But it's not that one. It's not, not the one yeah. that they keep advertising. No, it's, it's not a new one. That's, no, that's an older absolutely one. Absolutely not. So I, I, I would really like to see what this stadium, because you're thinking a stadium. Yeah. You know, round with seating and everything like that. First of its kind. It's like yeah. a stadium with a water route, a water, uh, whitewater run running through the stadium. And it sounds so cool. So if anybody knows anything about this, I would yeah. love to find a picture. I would love to. Yeah. Find out what if it actually happened or what the dealio is here. Because, like I say, I, I was I was really interested. It caught my eye to mm-hmm. to read that part and failure. Yeah, Google's normally my friend, and uh, Google's not working for me tonight. I tried all kinds of uh, keywords and this and that. I was doing. I did Google Earth. I did Google Maps, and, and nothing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's. I'm thinking it, it must be a failed bit. I'm thinking that they they thought it was going to happen, and it just never got off the ground. And I wonder if it's going to be. An hour down the road at the in old Barcelona. ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Barcelona is a couple hours down the road, but there's another one. I can't even pronounce the name of the place. Oh. Uh, it's, it's closer than Barcelona. But uh, yeah, I think it's probably going to be there. Mm-hmm. That, that's my guess. If anybody knows any different, please let us yeah. know. Uh, I, I would really like to see a picture or find out what happened. Did yeah. this thing actually get built or not? And you know, when you, when you first mentioned to me when I arrived here tonight, it's like, oh yeah, we talked about that last week. And you showed me a picture of it. And you said, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, did I dream about it? Because it's Maybe. totally familiar. I remember seeing some sort well, of Well, then picture. describe what was in your dream. <laughs> Amuse us. <laughs> we, well, so it, what did you see in your dream? <laughs> was it your mother there? <laughs> no, but seriously, I remember talking about it. But I guess maybe it wasn't you. It wasn't me. Because, I, I mean, I would have been, <laughs> oh, I, know, I remember I saw that. But no, I don't even remember seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, good. Did but it look good? Who won? <laughs> I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna call my bookie up. Let me know who some wins. Some sort of deja vu. I don't know. Yeah, must have been deja vu all over again. <laughs> if anybody remembers, talk to me about this. Let me know. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody knows about this new kayaking stadium in Sort, Spain, please let us know. Because you know, now I'm just annoyed. <laughs> yes, I know. Eh? They they were talking so big about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what else was going on here? The Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, a couple of people sent ah, yes. information yes. to me about that. Of course, we're, we're going to that. Well, probably, I think I'm going to attempt to go both days. Uh, well, it's Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. We usually go this Saturday, but I think I'm going to go Saturday, Sunday this year. Yeah. And we know, this, I was sent this little list of um, people speaking, guest speakers and yes. stuff like that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's like eight people. That we know uh-huh. uh, that are speaking, presenting at the Outdoor Adventure Show in Toronto here this year. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, well, apparently what's our problem? 
<laughs> well, our uh, our traveling foreign correspondent is going to be speaking. He is. He's going so he's he's going to be talking about his. Uh, well, it's it's funny because if you go to this uh, little thingy, the guest special guest appearances. Yeah. He's listed there. Mm-hmm. John Van Berger is an award-winning writer, photographer, and president of The Outdoor Kind. This family-owned business works to support first responders and educate outdoor enthusiasts about the prevention of wildfires and other emergencies. A lifelong outdoor enthusiast, John considers himself outrageously lucky to have hiked, camped, backpacked, biked, motorcycled, paddled, or gone scuba diving in on five continents. He recently became a correspondent for the Paddling Adventures Radio Podcast. Does it say that? It does. <laughs> Look at that, eh? So, yeah. <laughs> We're getting in there. We're everywhere. We, it's, it's official. We have correspondence. We got correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be rich, I tell you. Rich. I doubt it. Yeah, me too. But that's Shut up. Cool. Squash like... my dream. We don't need that negativity. <laughs> So, but yeah, you got guys, uh, who do they got here? Hap Wilson. Yes. Did you see his uh, little drawing this morning? I did that, that uh, watercolor and ink painting that yeah, he did. That was Part of a cool. series that he's on. Yeah. Uh, two months to do that. Yeah. That was an awesome picture too. I know. Two months. Yeah, go to Hap Wilson's <laughs> Facebook page and he's got a picture of yeah. uh, that he's drawn. It's pretty cool. I like and it. It's really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Callan's going to be there. John's going to be there. Yeah. David Lee's going to be there. Camper Christina is going to be there. Becky Mason, uh, her husband Reed McLaughlin is going to be there. Preston Sierra and I imagine his dog Nancy is going to be there. David Bain is presenting on Georgia, no. Georgia is Bay. He? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I yeah. remember him posting about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, David Bain from the uh, Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium and the yep. Ontario Winter Camping Symposium. Good for him. So yeah, he's he'll be there Sunday. So uh, I definitely catch up when he's talking about uh, Georgian Bay. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of fellas I don't know, Luke Rovner and Justin Barbour. Um, Justin, what do they say about Justin? Is an adventurer, K-12 physical education and biology teacher, along with his Cape Shore water dog, Saku. They have traveled over 2,000 kilometers within the wilderness of Newfoundland and the Labrador Peninsula wow. over the last 21 months. Wow, that's something, man. That's pretty excessive. Yeah. So he's going to be there and he's going to be, uh, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I got to really look up on what uh, all the things are, the topics everybody's talking about. And this Luke Rovner is a sea kayak instructor and filmmaker combining his experience as a photo and video professional with a love for kayaking. He started Kayak Hipster. Uh Uh-oh. Hipster. Kayaking Hipster. (laughs) With the goal of capturing outdoor adventures and sharing kayaking tips. I get uh, very worried about when the word hipster shows up. <laughs> I've been, uh, Christmas time and now coming Valentine's Day, I get mobbed with these, hey, stick these decorations in your beard messages on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. And it's like big nope, nope, nobody, nope, nope, nopers. Not happening. So I get worried when the word hipster shows up. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I have seen the little emails or uh, Facebook messages and that start popping up on Facebook. Keep your eyes out for them for uh, like $4 off promos for for tickets if you're looking to buy tickets to the uh, uh, the Outdoor Adventure Show. They they are out there. Every year they do these, you know, get four bucks off or whatever. Just go online, buy and put this little ticket uh, promo code in and Bob's your uncle sort of thing. 
And yeah, so we're going to be going to those. And I think, and uh, yeah, I think we're going to do both Saturday and Sunday this year. Yeah. We're going to try that. And we're going to be wearing our Paddling Adventures radio t-shirts so people will know who we are and they'll be able to see us. <laughs> I'm wearing mine anyway. And do, 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 do. Oh, oh, we got to do an update. Oh, yes. The weight we carry. Yeah. We, did a, we did a story on these guys uh, a few episodes ago. Right. Yeah, a few yeah, episodes ago. A few weeks back now. A month now. ago or so. About a month ago now, yeah. Yes, because it was before the new year. Yep. Tom Schellenberg and Kyle Roberts, they are carrying two skin-on-frame canoes up to the Everest Base Camp, uh, Mount Everest Base Camp. So they're starting, well, I know they they start from Kathmandu and they did some busting and GPing and then they're uh, portaging two canoes up to Everest Base Camp. And they're raising money to build the Koshish Women's Mental Health Center in Kathmandu, Nepal, and help raise awareness of mental health. So that's why they're, they're doing that. Uh, they were starting just after New Year's. 19 days it took them to get to Everest Base Camp. <laughs> they did it. And uh, can you imagine the site? It's not something you'd be uh, expecting to see at all, right? Uh, two guys portaging canoes up to Everest Base Camp. Yeah, if you go to... Well, Check out The Weight We Carry on Facebook, and they have updates, um, daily updates there. You can also go to theweightwecarry.com. They have uh, updates on there as well, blog, little blog bits about what happened and stuff. And they say, yeah, the, the looks they got and the questions that were asked. Imagine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could Where's you imagine living, living there and <laughs> seeing these two guys walking up with Oh, that's a boat. Okay, <laughs> something's going on here. <laughs> two guys walking up to Everest with a, that's going to be one hell of a toboggan ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah, going to be a good rundown. So, uh, I think Tom ended up, uh, hurting one of his knees, uh, ended up with a, I think a toe infection. Oh yeah. Uh, so they had to deal with that along the way. Sickness, uh, like they had some illness, I don't know if it was stomach bug or something. They had to deal with wind and stuff like that. They had to deal with their acclimatization. That's the word. The climatization, uh, <laughs> as they get higher. They, now one thing they, they say, they, they mentioned in there is they took a rest day and a climatization day. So they don't carry the canoes anywhere, but they do a hike to a higher level. Yes. And then back down. It, it, you pop up and down without doing work. Yeah. And so it, it yeah, it gives you that little, you, you increase your ceiling for altitude, for your ability to work at altitude. Yeah. So they had to do that, which which they did. And um, yeah, 19 days, they, they arrived at base camp. And <laughs> man, Happy for those guys, man. Really happy for them. If you check out their Facebook, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of links um, to the various news organizations that have now yes. interviewed them. Like Global's interviewed them. ABC in the States has interviewed them. Uh, I want to say CTV has interviewed them. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. few like news agencies that have done interviews saying, hey, here's what, they, what they've done. Mm-hmm. If you go to theweightwecarry.com, there is a little donate tab there you can click. They're about, they, their goal was $150,000 and they've reached about half of it. Mm-hmm. So I guess just over half. Uh, they, yeah. So if you want to, still, you can still donate. Um, uh, so go to the weightwecarry.com and uh, click the donate tab and throw some uh, shekels their way. But uh, Tom and Kyle and uh, the whole uh, Weight We Carry team, good on yous. Glad to see you guys did it. And now enjoy your walk back down the mountain. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> what goes up 
Yes. Must come down. So some altitude facts. So are you aware of... Uh, so when you fly in an aircraft in unpressurized cabin, what's the maximum height you can fly at without using oxygen? Uh, 3,500 feet. <laughs> 10,000 feet. Is so it? above 10,000 10, feet, uh, you have to wear... You have to use oxygen. So 10 miles uh, up. Yeah. Or no, that's meters. It's 10,000 meters. 10,000 feet feet okay Ten thousand feet you have to start using oxygen all right and uh and that's a regulation right so do you know the altitude for base camp for everest isn't it uh 35,000 uh 27 28,000 is everest peak oh so base camp is 17,600 feet you know why i said 35,000 because i'm an overachiever (laughs) 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 so so these guys you can you can climb and, and work without oxygen at those heights, but you have to acclimatize. And that's yeah. why they do those acclimatization hi- uh, hikes, right? Right. So so base camp, though, base camp is 17,600 feet. That's wow. the, and And that's above the regulation for flying in an unpressurized cabin in an aircraft, right? Right. And it's like, holy cow. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> and they portaged a canoe up there. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah. And carried packs at the same time. Yeah. So like a normal, like a normal portage sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Try doing that one. <laughs> Try doing this one. Yeah. With, uh, with lack of oxygen. If you go to their Facebook page, they have videos. He's, he's, they've done videos while they're walking and they'll talk and say, you know, Hey, here's what we're doing. And they show little views yeah. of them walking in the, in the path they're walking on. There's pictures, um, uh, of them going across these like little thin bridges and stuff like that. And and where they're going, that sort of thing. It's pretty cool just watching and seeing the the scenery. And you know, they're pointing out the mountains that they're they're going by and stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool. But it, you know, like I say, seeing the videos of of what they're doing as they're doing it, sort of thing. It's it, it really is uh, pretty cool to watch that. So so like I say, the weight we carry on Facebook. Uh, see a whole bunch of links and a whole bunch of uh, videos and photos and stuff. And then go to theweightwecarry.com and uh, check out the news, uh, their news tab. Check out their donate tab if you got a few extra pennies to throw their way and, and help out. And uh, like I say, uh, happy to see these guys, uh, Tom and Kyle and the group, uh, get up to the top and uh, complete their goal. And I'm sure we'll follow up and see yeah. what happens more. I'm hoping we can get on and uh, have a chat with them. Mm-hmm. at some point. So, uh, yeah, let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and I want to talk something else you pointed out to me because we always talk bears when we're camping. <laughs> so we're going to talk about this. <laughs> Evil bears. Evil bears. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. 
Welcome back. So we were talking about uh, Everest Base Camp. Everest Base Camp. Yeah. And so altitudes. I, and I misremembered some of the numbers. So, so I was saying ten thousand feet, and you got to use oxygen. Uh, what I was uh, the numbers are actually uh, the numbers that I was trying to remember was twelve thousand five hundred feet and fourteen thousand feet. So, but still, it's less than yeah. base camp, right? It's, just, it's still base camp is above the altitude. To use oxygen. Yeah. So now you were telling me when we were talking about those altitudes on break. That, so I didn't realize that you did a hang gliding course. Yes, yes, yes. But you, and, I, and you had said if you were using, if you were hang gliding over a certain altitude, you need, and I, I've never seen a, any hang gliding pictures, video, anything of anybody using an oxygen mask. It's, there's competitions. There's, there's altitude competitions that people are trying for the Guinness Book of World Records and stuff like that. But the, people do routinely go up with those altitudes, but most sport flyers, they, they, it's just a couple thousand feet. You get towed up and you drop down, right? Yeah. It, it, to get to the, those, those, uh, altitudes, you, uh, have to find the strong thermals and you circle in the thermal, you keep crossing through the thermal to get your altitude lift from the, uh, the thermal lift. Right. So, but that's, that's, you know, like probably about 5% of the people do that kind of stuff, right? Most That'd people, be awesome to do something that it high. Would be in, yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah. And yeah, the numbers I was remembering is like if you're, what is it, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, approximately 30 minutes uh, above 12,500 feet, you have to start using oxygen. And if you are above 14,000, you must be on oxygen at all times. It's the regulation for whatever. Anyways, it was, it was some of the numbers I was remembering from my, my course and stuff. From your youth. Yes, my ute. Utes. My ute. That <laughs> <laughs> was a long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> All righty. So you had sent... Now, before we went to break, I just said there, when we talk camping mm-hmm. and canoe tripping, yeah. one of the common questions is, well, what about bears? I know. Now, what about them? Yeah. So, you know, like Winnie the Pooh, Yogi Bear, yeah. Smokey the Bear. What about them? So people are, are worried about bears. Yes. And one of the things I said, well, you, in Ontario, you got the black bears. Yeah. Right. When you go farther north, way farther north, yes. you got the polar bears. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, well, what about grizzly bears? Well, there's no grizzly They're bears in Ontario. West. They're yeah. all out west. Or so we thought. Well, let's start with this. How do you, what's the difference? How do you tell the difference between black bear poop and grizzly bear poop? Well, with grizzly bears, they say, um, if a grizzly bear charges you, hit him with pepper spray. And in order to warn grizzly bears you're in the area, wear bells. Yes. So grizzly bear poop smells like pepper spray and has bells in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for ruining the joke. <laughs> you thought I didn't know that. The actual one. joke is, what is the punchline is, well, black bear poop has berries and various nuts and whatever forage. And grizzly bear poop has uh, has bear bells and smells like pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't pull one over on me, buddy. <laughs> anyway, the story anyway. came across it, and there's two of them on, I found them on CBC. It uh, So somebody came out with a, they just published a new study in Arctic Science. And uh, so it was called the Novel Range Overlap of the Three Ursids in the Canadian Subarctic. Ursids being bears. Bears, yeah, the burrs. The bears. So this uh, the study, and the study has proven that the presence of polar bears, black bears, and grizzly bears within Manitoba's Wapusk, Wapusk, Wapusk? Nas- Wapusk yeah. National Park 
and it's the first time a peer-reviewed scientific paper has reached this conclusion. So for those unfamiliar with Wapusk National Park, it's very close to Churchill, Manitoba, and it's only about 200 kilometers from the Ontario border. Mm-hmm. It's right on Hudson's Bay. Yeah, it's right on the bay. Yeah. So it's, uh, which is a nice park. But anyways, it uh, at that at that location, they're saying, well, are there grizzly bears in northern Ontario? And there's been reports. One of the one of the guys was saying that there was a there was a brief report from the early '80s of a grizzly bear being uh, shot and killed in uh, in northern Ontario, but it was anecdotal evidence. So they said, yeah, can't really trust that. But with this study and the they, the people who did the study, there's a whole bunch of them were involved. So they use game cameras, trail cameras, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so they, there's like hundreds of different pictures of all three different bears in the same area in Wapusk uh, National Park in uh, Manitoba. So it's like uh, what they're saying is that the migratory patterns, uh, they, they're, what they're expanding into new grounds and the, the grizzly bears are... Seems like in short order are going to be in northern Ontario, and they could be here now, but there's no direct evidence of it yet. Yet now, if you go to the CBC news site and you find this grizzly bears in northern Ontario article, there's a picture right at the top of a grizzly bear, and there's, if you look at the background, there's a one tree almost right behind them, and then there's two trees to hit. Well, if you look at the picture to the right side of the picture. Then there's another picture of a grizzly bear below that. And then there's a polar bear picture, polar bear, mother and her two cubs. And if you look behind her, there's the same tree behind her and the two trees on the right. It's the exact same location as the grizzly bear picture at the top. So they are indeed finding that there's grizzlies and polar bears in the same area, which we've always said, no. Yeah, not, not in Ontario. We're safe here. Right. So now they're finding, well, maybe it's they're 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 doing their migration, they're expanding their their uh areas and yeah, it's kind of makes you think if you're going up that far, right? <laughs> I know. Like look where you were in the summer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. That's pretty far north. Bear. <laughs> well, yeah, and but I mean, when we're that when we're there and you talk about polar bears even, they're like, "No, they're not coming that far south." No, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. But there's, (laughs) he says, uh, this guy, yeah, I think it's entirely possible that grizzlies may have or will show up in northern Ontario. It's very likely these bears in northern Manitoba have come from a source population in Nunavut that is expanding east out the Hudson's Bay coast. So my question being, because Wapusk is southeast of Nunavut, well, if there's grizzly bears up there, why wouldn't they come south? Well, yeah, it's it's the it's the to range. me that's just logical yeah. that they yeah. uh, would come south if they're. And I mean, I'm not a, a biologist or an expert in any any any, uh, any manner of speaking, but if you got enough grizzly bears with their um, Oh, that's weird. I'm looking for their their range, their I, you know their I'm, area that they they live in. I'm reading the article. I'm trying to find that word. It's the expanding population. Their the range of roan their range expansion. There's a specific word. Yeah, they they <laughs> they have a specific area that they live in. Yes, 
And, you know, if they find another bear in that area, of course, there's going to be a fight sort of thing. So if they're starting to expand south, you got to think that maybe the grizzly bear population's growing as well. Yeah. You would think. Well, they're growing, they're expanding, and the, the with uh, climate change, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it, with climate change, you're, you're talking about uh, they've already found evidence of certain tree species that are migrating north, right? Right. And so they found uh, evidence of bird populations like cormorants are really starting to head further and further north, yes. right? As, as the, as Unfortunately. We, yeah. So with global warming and, and increasing global temperatures, like you, you see a lot of ranges of plant and animal species are, are moving, are expanding. Are, and so what we're seeing now is that not only are species moving north, but we're seeing uh, like grizzly bears, for example, moving east. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're moving east towards, uh, you know, they're expanding their range, expanding their roaming and area of, of coverage. Right. So you rarely see different species of bear together. They keep away from each other, but their ranges are expanding. So they're crossing, crossing the same paths, but just not at the same time. Right. Right. But uh, it's it's pretty crazy to think that uh, here in Ontario, we're, there's the potential in the next 20 plus years we're going to have we're going to see the potential of uh, of grizzly bear uh, migrations into the northern areas of Ontario. Well, let's 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 just if you take a look at the map and you see Hudson's Bay, you see none of it. If they're coming east, they're running into the bay, the grizzly bears. Yes. So they have no choice but to head south. Yeah, exactly. And down around, yeah. which mm-hmm. would lead them into northern Manitoba and then into Ontario yeah. and again you hit James Bay. So they're going farther south, yeah. right? Which, of course, you're not going to hit the polar bears heading farther south because apparently they don't. So, but as as this uh, Douglas Clark says, you know, um, bears can travel. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yes. So now when you take a look at what's happening, they say is happening in southern Ontario, and I know it's, it's, it's a, well, I don't believe it, and da, 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 da. Wolves and coyotes, you got the coy wolf. Exactly. Right? Yeah, precisely. So they've all of a sudden started intermingling. Are you going to get a polar grizzly bear? <laughs> a, a polar yeah. bear? I don't know. Are they even capable of crossbreeding? I don't I know. know. I have no idea. Are wolves and coyotes? Exactly. Apparently. Exactly, so yeah. Are yeah. you going to get like a half black bear, half polar bear, half grizzly bear? <laughs> like a panda or a zebra bear? <laughs> a zebra bear. <laughs> a brown polar bear? <laughs> Because that'd be awesome. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> a black and brown polar bear? We, 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 it's going to have stripes. The Canadian, the Canadian type of panda. <laughs> News from Canada, they broke the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it starts. you start wondering about that, right? Because you got the black bears headed are up north. Yes. You got the polar bears are up north. Now you got the grizzly bears coming around Hudson's Bay. Heading south. Heading south. And eventually you got to think if they're following the south shore of the bay, they're going to find polar bears eventually. Yeah. If they haven't already. Yeah. So you got three different style, uh, styles, yeah, three different <laughs> styles of bear, <laughs> for lack of a better term, because we don't care about the real words at this station. Um, you know, you got three different types of bears. Yeah. There's got, you, you got to think something's going to happen. Either there's going to be massive fights and well, yeah, one bear is going to they're going to be competing for be space. forced out yeah yeah space resources yeah right? so it really makes you wonder what's what's going to happen yeah 
But I mean, it's all things to to think about, and I mean, it's not like going to happen next yeah, week. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a long time. But I think it'll be yeah. a long time before yeah. anything like that happens. And, and as with anything, like uh, so, grizzlies are are migrating east, but they tend to be a more of a a mid northern. So the the polar bears are far north, grizzly bears are mid north, and then black bears tend to be southern. They can deal with a little bit easier with uh, higher temperatures. Like uh, grizzly bears tend to be higher altitudes where the temperatures are colder. Yada yada yada. But so I think with global warming, you're going to see that uh, we're Ontario is not very mountainous. So with rising temperatures, they're just going to drive them back farther north up around the coast of uh, Hudson Bay again. Yeah. So, uh, but that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if they're showing, you know, that in Wapus National Park, that the bear, the polar bears and the grizzly bears are already there together. Yes. Yeah. Then you got to wonder if, but I mean, you got to think if there would have been fights and stuff like that, there's got to be some sort of evidence. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Which begs the question, who would win? <laughs> a grizzly bear well, or a polar bear? I think a polar bear is pretty darn tough. But grizzlies are known for their... They're, they're psycho. Yeah. yeah. So the grizzly bear yeah. is crazy. Yeah. The polar bear is fearless, right? <laughs> He's, and they're strong. I, I, you, you see some of the stuff that uh, I, I've seen some of the, like the, the nature shows with the polar bears and stuff. It's like the, the, those guys are just fearless. They, they're mm-hmm. like top of the food chain, right? And grizzly bears, they're just crazy. <laughs> they'll just destroy everything and, and anything black bears just tend to be afraid and hide yeah. a lot right so yeah they're the ones that sit on the couch watching tv yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah it's and but i mean as for what we do with the canoe tripping and stuff like that i mean a lot of people i know are heading more farther and farther afield to you know that just seems to be the even, way it is we're yeah, doing even these bigger trips expanding their ranges yeah. Yeah. yeah um but you know i mean like like i say we we did the the trip north this past october which you know was the prime time you'd be thinking bears are doing yes. their last little bit of fattening up and stuff like that before they hibernate. Yeah. So if we're out there and then all of a sudden you see there's a grizzly bear and you've never expected to see a grizzly yes. bear, what are you going to do? What do I do? That throws a whole, <laughs> a whole new uh, light on things. Exactly. You know, and just another thing you've got to be thinking about when you're yeah. paddling farther north. Yeah. Right? The crazy bears are there's here. A, there's the crazy bears, there's the snow bears, and there's the big <laughs> jelly roll eating bears. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and there's Boo Boo Bear. And there's Boo Boo. Hey, Yogi. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really interesting to see. So this uh, Douglas Clark goes on at the end there and says, I'd be really curious to see, to, to hear from folks in Northern Ontario what they think about this and whether people may have actually seen them already which given the large distances grizzly bears can travel, wouldn't surprise me at all. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what though? Like, like, like I say is I'm hoping it's not a climate change thing. I'm thinking hopefully it's a, uh, it's just a natural migration. It's, it's a national it's, migration yeah. or it's, you know, they're expanding out of their territory. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Territory. territory. Uh, you know, there, there's just too many bears for not enough territory or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I'm not a biologist by any wildlife yeah, expert. And, and they tend to have a very large range of territory, mm-hmm. right? So there's not too many bears out there. They tend to have a large area of their own range and they stay away from each other. So it makes the expansion natural if, as populations grow, it shoves out the young ones and they go further and further afield. Yeah. Yeah. So a nice population explosion and, and, and we're good. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, speaking of out of their range and where they're not supposed to be. <laughs> and I, nice I, segue. Nice segue into this one. Uh, 
Did you know <laughs> that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his family <laughs> have canoe tripped in Kentucky? Apparently. Down at, uh, what is it, Mammoth Cave Canoe and Kayak Park. <laughs> so this, we stumbled upon this. And, and like I say, people know that I'm into canoeing and stuff like that and the kayaking and all that. So I get sent stuff like this all the time. So, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? So Mammoth Cave Road meets Old Mammoth Cave Road. And there's a big billboard there. This is down in Kentucky. Yes. Uh, just south, uh, an hour, about two hours south of Louisville, Kentucky. Giant billboard advertising Mammoth Cave Canoe and Kayak. And there's a photo on the billboard of a smiling family of four in a canoe. (laughs) The family of four is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, his wife, and two kids. Yes. (laughs) Um, Apparently somebody stole a photo off the internet. Uh, Yeah, I wonder if they just took a photo or if they, like, I I, I doubt it was approved. Oh, it wasn't approved. <laughs> it definitely wasn't approved. So it's now with everything though. being shut down in the States, yeah. uh, apparently part of, I don't know why this would be shut down, but apparently part of it is because of the government shutdown, which begs the question, how can a government just shut down? I know. I, so, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is the government of the United States. Yeah. We're shut for the day. Yeah. Call back next week. Yes. Call back I, next month. I don't even want to get into any of that. <laughs> so of course, you know, the, the, the call down saying, Hey, wasn't returned. But there's a guy who owns a cabin rental thing across the street from okay. the billboard yeah. who they called and said, and he says, yeah, that billboard's there. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> they're up there. But he says he didn't even know who it was. He says, Trudeau could walk right into my place and I wouldn't yeah, know he who wouldn't he know. was. Right? So that, I, I think that's why nobody said anything. <laughs> it wasn't there in June 2015, according to Google Street View. Okay. So the Google car went by and it wasn't, there was something else. Yeah. But in 2016, somebody spotted it, took a picture and posted it to Facebook. Somebody mentioned it on Twitter in June of 2018. So it didn't take much notice. It wasn't getting much notice. No. But then, so there was somebody trying to get Trudeau onto their podcast. So (laughs) one of their buddies (laughs) said, uh, took this thing and captioned it. And this is the one we've seen all over the place over the last month or whatever. He says, did you ever hear about our Trudeau billboard down here in Kentucky? We haven't quite learned not to steal pictures from the internet yet. (laughs) And he tagged Trudeau and everybody in this thing. Did they tag us? No, they didn't tag us. But people we know tagged us. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Because because we mentioned that we want to interview Trudeau. Yeah. So Trudeau tweeted response, for the record, this was taken in Yukon 2013, (laughs) a spectacular part of this country to explore. Now the guy in the the cabin rental guy, he says, yeah, you can tell that's not, I think it's the Green River. Yeah. Water was much too choppy. Oh, okay. So apparently the Green River has nice smooth water. So, so... Uh, yeah. So even Trudeau says, yeah, that's not me. So I don't know what, I figure there's going to be some sort of cease and desist order on it or something. I, <laughs> or they, they may just not care. They may not, they just may not care, <laughs> but you know, and, or else Trudeau's getting a kickback now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe. <laughs> Listen, mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mention my say, name for say, a 10% discount. Say you're from Canada and that's your prime minister and 
10% discount. <laughs> um, so Alan Drummond, our pal Alan Drummond of Kingdom Outdoor Products. Yes. We talked about Steve Shard last, Chard last week. I keep yeah. wanting to say Shard. I don't know why. Steve Chard last week. He's he's heading back from Florida up to uh, um, Nova Scotia, Halifax. He's finishing his uh, The Great Loop in North America. Okay, yes. Right? So he's heading up. So... Alan said he's going to head on down. They're heading down to the Everglades and the Keys, and he's going to try to hook up and uh, do some kayaking with them. So they're driving down there, and today Alan says, I had to stop and check it out as they were going through <laughs> Kentucky, and he posted pictures on Facebook of him inside in front of the big billboard <laughs> that is indeed has Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and awesome. his family on the billboard. Yeah. That's awesome. So, <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. It is, you know what? It's it's just funny. And you know, I like with the stuff that's going on in the news these days, yeah. something like this just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little comic relief. I would rather have something like this on the news than, than, than some of the other stuff, stuff that see. is on the news. So. Yeah. But uh, hey, Alan Drummond, Kingdom Outdoor Products. Thanks for the update picture, buddy. <laughs> yes. Enjoy your time. <laughs> Enjoy your time Enjoy down your in the vacation. Keys and the Everglades. Don't get eaten by an alligator. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bring us back some treats. <laughs> Whatever. So, so some. I don't know. What do they got down there? Oranges. Or no, I get oranges here. <laughs> <laughs> but not handpicked in Florida. Yeah, pick some oranges in Florida and bring them back to us. I don't think they'd be allowed across the border. Bring us an alligator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring us an alligator, and one of those big. Pythons yeah. that they have roaming around down there. Yeah, they're they're free. They're looking to get rid of them, right? Bring yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alan couldn't get back into the country because of the alligator <laughs> python stuck in the back of his car. <laughs> oh, what else we got going this week? We have too much fun going on. Your Cairn box. Oh, you yes. got your Cairn box, and this is hilarious. <laughs> well, it's it's. I've it's, had such a hoot. <laughs> just, just <laughs> honestly, it was a little bit disappointing this time. And, yes uh, and no, for multiple reasons. Yes yeah. and no. Yes right. and yes, no. It is funny, but it's so. Explain what a Karen box is. So it, it's it's like one. Of, it's a subscription box. So it's like the Explore box. It's like so many other boxes that are that are out there. You you sign up for a subscription and uh, and you get this monthly or quarterly or whatever. You get these uh, free stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Christmas once a month type thing, right? It's free stuff that you've paid for. Well, yeah, you, you pay. <laughs> so, so they they cater this box, and it's normal. Normally, the value of the stuff in the box because it comes with advertising as well is you, you pay a certain amount, and you get like you're getting a huge discount. So you may pay forty nine bucks for the box, but you're getting usually about sixty to seventy dollars worth of gear. And it's interesting new gear. It's it's quirky stuff. Like what is it? One thing that I kind of really interested me the last couple of times is, uh, well, I got some instant powdered tea from REI, which was really cool, uh, and and they're nice, and uh, all kinds of little snack bars. And one was a granola. It's a granola breakfast mix. That has like 25 milligrams or whatever of caffeine. It's like there's like a heavy caffeine kick in your granola breakfast. It's like, oh, cool. Awesome. <laughs> I know. But anyways, it, it, usually I'm happy with the Karen box. But this one time it was, uh, I was, for multiple reasons, I was disappointed. And Sean just thinks it's funny. 
I was having. A, <laughs> you started pulling this stuff out of there, and I'm like, "What, what the? Is that? <laughs> so it always comes with the flyer to describe what's in it. It's like a little newspaper. Yeah. So the first item I pulled out of the box is uh, it's Trailhead Gingerbread Energy Bar. So it's you know these little energy bars are kind of cool. I usually take the mic. Oh, you have four points, right? Huh? Four points. Yeah, yeah. So it's a four-point energy bar, a trailhead gingerbread bar. So it's like, oh, well, you know, there's always some sort of energy bar included, yeah. right? And then there is a uh, hike goo, good for your feet. So you're basically you rub it on your feet, slip your socks on over the goo that's on your feet, and it stops you from getting blisters. So it moisturizes your foot and, and causes a little bit of slipperiness so that the, you don't get the hot spots and blisters. And then I pulled out the other little black bundle and pulled it out of the little package. And Sean goes, what's that? <laughs> it ain't no hat. It ain't no buff. It's... <laughs> it's underwear. Underwear. Or, or, or better known as panties. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely, just, they're definitely women's just, underwear. <laughs> okay, we, we turned juvenile at this point. <laughs> we turned into eight-year-olds at this point. Because you pulled these out. And honestly... I Tracy got- came down and saw them, and she goes, they look like Batman underwear. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> He'd be wearing over his, the black underwear he yeah. wears. That's what they look y- like. You'd have some, a guy would have some uh If you're wearing moose- those as a man. <laughs> yes, moose knuckle. You, you, you've got your two little buddies hanging out each side there, wobbling to and fro. That's all I'm saying. There's, anyway. You're going to be wobbling. And- they're obviously women's underwear. So you're going to be wearing those, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not okay. Gonna wear them. Okay. Hang on here. So what is? Stop playing with my wife's underwear. Modern collection, uh, bikini, culotte bikini. I don't know. Ex officio. Is that what it is? Caring for ex officio underwear. So they're technical underwear. They're they're technical. fast dry breathing. Yada yada yada. Modern collection is a complete underwear collection for looking and feeling absolutely great, no matter. Where you wander. Stop reading that. Fabric dynamically adapts to body heat and is cool to the touch. Antimicrobial treatment reduces fabric odor. Soft knit quickly absorbs and releases moisture. So you can pee in these apparently. (laughs) Wow. Holy jumpins. Do you know how much these bad boys are? Oh, is there a price tag on them? There's a price tag on them. Let me see. And they are women's. I told you they're women's. <laughs> this was a question I had. Are they women's and we couldn't debate? Well, look at they're those. They're definitely eh? women's. Women's size medium. Okay. $28. Huh. For these. So Batman would not wear these. <laughs> Unless, you know, it's Friday night and he's going by the name Loretta. <laughs> yes. But that's exactly. another story altogether. <laughs> so the hike goo, good for your feet. Prevents blisters, lasts all day, non-staining, works in wet, dry conditions, blah, 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 blah. By Foot Kinetics. Footkinetics.com, which is pretty cool, especially the fact that you're doing the hiking stuff and you may end up doing some in the, the hey, we got to take this to Nevada. Oh, there you go. Ah. Well, that, yeah. That'd be good See? on Black Rock See? City. Yeah. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> uh, forms a friction-free layer between skin and sock that prevents feet from blisters and skin damage. A single application lasts all day, works in both wet and dry conditions, keeps feet in top shape so you can go longer, farther, and faster. Da, 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 da. Ingredients. <laughs> da, 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 da. Caution. This is the part that gets me. 
<laughs> Hike goo is for external use on closed, healthy skin only. Do not apply to open wounds. Cool. Because yeah. you already have a blister. Obviously, right. yeah. Have to be careful. Don't ingest or rub near eyes. Where are your feet? <laughs> There's Where people, are your feet? There's people out there with foot fetishes. <laughs> who, who, who did what that they had to put that warning? Don't put this in your eyes. Probably the same person who they have to have warnings on shampoo bottles not to consume shampoo. I'm letting my eyes do the walking. <laughs> I better put some foot goo on them. <laughs> If skin irritation develops, discontinue use. <laughs> Caution. Height goo is slippery without socks. So I'm thinking, go to your local gym. Yeah. Put this on your feet. Take a good run and zzzz, <laughs> Right? Yes. Also try run goo, walk goo, and silk step. <laughs> silk step would go with these... Yeah, the, uh, these, the these outdoor undergarments. Yes. This is awesome. This was good. But there's not $49 worth of stuff here. Well, those are $30 underwear, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> and to cap it all off, so I've been getting, I, 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 say, I think I signed up for this shortly after I get rid of the Explore box. And uh, for the most part, I've been somewhat happy, I'm, I'm but I'm, think i'm canceling this thing now <laughs> is uh well I, I don't know if it has to do with the government shutdown in the states or what but uh they've charged me uh cbsa canada post and uh, canada border services agency charged me 16 dollars customs fee this time to get it so for a uh, those are like 45 dollar underwear yep Wow. <laughs> Them's is special underwear. They're premium underwear. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if anybody else out there gets the Karen box, but uh, have you ever been charged a customs fee to get your Karen box? And that was, like, last week. I remember the uh, Outdoor Journal oh, magazine? Oh, the Outdoor Journal magazine. So we talked about that. You I got it. I signed up for a magazine, Outdoor Journal. It comes from the States. And uh, the magazine, I to get my very first magazine, they charged me 25 dollars customs fee for a magazine there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of the states outdoor oriented yeah but it costs us a fortune to get it up here yeah but there's i i i have other subscriptions from the states and i don't pay customs yeah. charges right so i gotta i have to dispute that one i think i'm gonna dispute this one too <laughs> well my question on this one yeah is where I can see, yeah, okay, you know what? They got a whole crap load of these. Let's just throw it in every, make every one the same. Yeah. But do you not think you would say, okay, these are gentlemen that have a subscription and these are ladies that have a subscription. So. Oh, I see. For the undergarments. Yes. Yeah. So would you not say, okay, dude, here's some manly men under, here's the crotch pot. Yeah. And yeah. for the women go, here's some silkies. <laughs> yeah. Because like who, who makes it, uh, uh, X, uh, Ex officio. Ex officio. I'm sure they must have men's underwear. I don't know. So yeah, so there's like, you know, I don't know how many people subscribe to this, but there could be like 10,000 guys out there who, uh, who got, are underwear. now wearing <laughs> Batman underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to come across somebody out in the bush and they got the same pair and you're going, Batman! And you're going, Batman. <laughs> uh, and you know, there's the 
t- different people out there, I'm sure, of those 10,000 men who got uh, women's underwear, they're probably going, awesome. I'm wearing these <laughs> to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we got juvenile on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, you'll have to tell me, yeah, four points, real food, slow burn, delicious. How many calories in that? Uh, micro ridge. Let me eat. Uh, 260 calories. 260. That's Two and a half ounces, 71 grams, 13 grams of protein, 31 grams of carbs, 11 grams of fat, and five grams of fiber. That'll go with me to the White Mountains. Ooh. Ooh. Did you read the ingredients? Uh, no. Ooh. I don't think I ever read ingredients on those things. Dried plums. Okay. Which are basically prunes. (laughs) Yes, correct. Figs. I buy I buy figs that are on the ring yep. and eat them. Non R B G H whey. No <laughs> curds and whey is like non R B G H. Yeah. What's R G B? I have no R B G H. Red, blue, green. All the colors of the hot rainbow. pink whey. <laughs> Protein isolate cashews, hemp seeds, almonds, walnuts, black. Oh, blackstrap molasses. Mm. Ground flax seeds, sunflower, lecithin, ginger, cinnamon, cloves, and seeds. This is a lot of, like, all regular... How do you spell whey? W-H-E-Y. Hmm. I'm sure it's like, uh, you know, the genetically modified something. Yeah. Non... Oh. R-B genetically H. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, uh, fourpointsbar.com. Go there and check out their, their stuff. This is the Trailhead Gingerbread. Gingerbread's always good. Yeah, take that to the uh, the uh, Adirondacks with you there, yeah. the White Mountains, and uh, let yeah. us know how it uh, works out for you. Mm-hmm. So, awesome, dude. <laughs> so, that <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's not the greatest uh, Karen box you've got, but uh, you know what? For pure juvenile reasons, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> My wife's not going to be happy this happy that so many people are laughing about her new underwear, and so many people have now fondled her underwear. Yes, yeah, you like those underwear? I'm wearing them now. I fondled them underwear. <laughs> I'll be right back to take them off now. <laughs> She's not going to be happy. She's not going to be happy. Uh, oh, you're wearing them, are you? How's it going, Batman? I just call her Batman forever, and she won't know why. <laughs> so let's take a uh, quick break here, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. 
So while we were offline here for a moment, while the commercial was playing, we decided to check out a couple things, and we've come up with another segment, Science Corner. <laughs> New segment. New segment. We're going to use our smarticle particles. Well, well so I was curious, what the heck is way? Well, it started with the, oh, what, yeah. is, What's the RBGH? what is the RBGH way? Yes. So RBGH is a uh, growth hormone using yes. cows. So whey, non-RBGH whey is- Has no growth hormone. No growth hormone in it, so it's all natural sort of thing. Which then, Miss Muffet, eating her curds and whey, does anybody know what curds and whey is? I'll wait. (laughs) I'm waiting. (laughs) Our lines are open. What are curds and whey? (laughs) So curds and whey is- And you've probably had it. And you've probably had it. In lasagna, maybe, or in your breakfast. With a salad. Yeah. Curds and whey is- Cottage cheese. There you go. Little Miss Muffet, who sat in her tuffet, ate cottage cheese. That's right. The lumps and liquid found in cottage cheese. And if you didn't know, cottage cheese is made from skim milk. There you go. There you go. So now you, now you know. (laughs) So the non-RGBH is uh, cows that were not treated with growth hormone. They're grass-fed cows without being fed growth hormone to increase their, you know, whatever. So what is it? Canada doesn't allow... Growth hormone, American cows, they're allowed to have, be injected with growth hormones, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's yeah. a little bit of, little bit of science and education <laughs> using the smarticle particles. Yeah. Paddling Adventures Radio, Science Corner. There you go. Da, da, da. <laughs> we need some theme music next time. <laughs> uh, I think we've only got one other thing to, to talk about here. The Paddling Film Festival. Uh, Tuesday, March 19th, Drums and Flats in Ajax, hosted by us, and uh, we'll actually be there. Uh, eventbrite.com. <laughs> we're hosting it, of course yeah, we're there. We're hosting it, so we'll we'll be there. Uh, we uh, have uh, put the site up on eventbrite.com yes. now. Uh, you can go and buy your tickets, $15 a person. I don't have to buy tickets, do I? Of course you do. <laughs> Not letting you in for free. I'll be there, but... <laughs> You got to buy two tickets yes. just because you are. What do we charge? 15 bucks a piece. $15. $15 for your tickets. Yeah. And uh, of course, all that just goes back into, because, you know, yes. hosting isn't free. Friends and family discount is $15. 15 That's right. Yeah. For all my friends and family, I'll give you a discount, 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you say you know me and you want to be my friend, 30 bucks. <laughs> We sold one ticket at four thousand dollars. <laughs> what are you gonna say? I bought him a beer. So yeah, if you go to eventbrite.com and search uh, paddling film festival Ajax, then you'll you come up to our site and you can buy your tickets online now. It is Tuesday, March nineteenth, so it's not that far away. Yeah, it's come up soon. Yeah. So other than that, again, a big congratulations to Tom and Kyle of The Weight We Carry and the whole team for making it to Everest Base Camp. And uh, hopefully people keep uh, sending shekels your way to to uh, reach your goal of 150000 And I think that is about it. Yeah, that's about it. If you want to find more out about 
us, Paddling Adventures Radio. You can go to paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all our episodes on iTunes and Spotify and our paddlingadventuresradio.com website. There's a little episode thing up at the top. You can find us on Google Play, Player FM, or you can go to Google and just type paddlingadventuresradio.com and it'll list about 5,000 other places that we didn't even know that were listed. <laughs> you can also go to YouTube and check out our YouTube channel. Uh, hopefully, we're, I'm working on another couple of videos to be putting up there. we got to pull down the first one. Pull down the first one? Yeah. What first one? The unboxing. Oh, no. you got to go check out the unboxing. <laughs> Derek does an unboxing video yes. of one of his Explore boxes, and I, it's awesome. Yeah, they make it fun of great. me at work for that. Do they? Yes. So everybody go there and get then- get bullied. I'm getting bullied. And then send Derek- messages and bully him <laughs> for that unboxing video. Leave comments. Yeah. Leave little comments on the video going, Derek, you're awesome. You're fantastic. This is the best <laughs> video I've ever, ever seen. Keep it up. You're a superstar. You should be in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Just l- load it up thick because, I, you know. I would like to hear from somebody from the Canada Border Services Ag- Agency. Yeah. Why Why they didn't charge you more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you charging me on everything that comes across the border? <laughs> the last two packages, yes. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. So, anyway, so yeah, check us out. Uh, and like I say, you can stream or download our podcast on any of those. And if you just started listening, this is 154. Is it that many? Yeah, 154. So you've got a lot of catching up to do. Start listening. <laughs> well, in the meantime. My friend, my, yeah. I, was, I, got a, I got a text today. And she was making comments about, uh, about the show and she said, yeah, I'm on episode 86. So thanks for listening, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of late to the party. Barb, Barb Farrell from St. Catharines. And Jen Wirch. Oh, uh, yes. Thanks so for contacting me, So I know me, Jen. Jen yeah. Through my wife, Tracy, because they worked together at the yeah. hospital. Jen and I went kayaking last year for one, one evening. Yeah. Um, and then she left us a message after your little spiel about climbing in the yes. Adirondacks. Yeah. Because she did it in the summer. Yes. And it was tough. Yeah. I think she could have kicked your ass anyway. It's, it's worse so. in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barb was impressed by the, uh, the, that was the episode where he talked about the, uh, running the Petawawa at the base of a rapids. We found a couple of cans of beer. Oh, were, right. We're still fresh and ready to drink. Yeah. Or so you say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who knows how long. At that there. point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I drink it. Yeah. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.